podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is David and today we're going to be continuing our look at the FBL fixtures for the brand new season, pulling out some of the key talking points as we prepare for a new campaign. We've had plenty of content already, so if you want to have a look at who's got the best fixtures in the first six matches, when to wildcard, who's got the best defensive rotations, the best captaincy rotations, then check out our other videos and our podcasts for more information there. But today we are going to be having a look at when the blank and double game weeks might be appearing in this campaign and how we can best prepare for that even as early as game week one. Before I go too far ahead, I want to make sure that I'm flagging you all back to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, specifically the editorial department, who have been doing a fantastic job churning out the content this summer whilst you guys have been off uh, getting a break from those FPL decisions. Uh, Neil and Tom and Mark every single day producing new content for you guys to help plan for the new campaign. So when you finished uh, watching this or listening to this, head back there to uh, check out the article that I have used as the basis for my research uh, in more detail. Uh, and you'll find out even more about the blank and double game weeks. Now, the handy thing about this season coming up is for the first time in a very long time, we might actually have what you could class a normal season. You know, we've had a lot of disruption in previous years, um, to name but a few. What can we think of? Pandemic <laughs> being one, World Cup being another, train strikes threatening to be involved as well. And of course, we had the death of Queen Elizabeth II last season, which uh, postponed some fixtures in September as well. Now, provided we don't have any repeats of those sorts of things, it does look as if we might finally be able to get back to a normal campaign structure. And that's probably good in many ways. I think a lot of people were getting a bit frustrated with that disruption. Lots of blanks and lots of doubles because of all those things, which can give you the opportunity to get green arrows. But it was also sometimes uh, an excuse, shall we say, to front load your team with players who are playing twice without them necessarily being any good. And so less opportunity to accidentally get it wrong in those scenarios can only be a good thing, right? <laughs> let us know your opinion on that in the comment section because it has been a crazy few years but let's have a look at the overall structure for the season that we've got coming up and then we'll break down into some of the more specific points in time where we feel like the blanks and doubles will come and we can talk about uh, some of the considerations there so on the screen right now for the uh, YouTube uh, viewers uh, I will describe it as best as I can for the podcast listeners uh, you will see uh, we've got game weeks 1 to 12 uh, on the screen uh, right now which for the most part is going to not having that much disruption to it but there's a couple of things that it's probably worth being aware of between now and game week 12 so in that time we've got ourselves three international breaks in the usual slots we've got one in september one in october and one in november and they're sort of at four game weekly intervals. So we've got one international break after game week four, one international break after game week eight, and one international break after game week 12. And just as a quick flashback to the best time to wildcard, best fixture swings, video and podcast, going, I've gone into more detail in there about what the pros and cons are about wildcarding around each of those international breaks, game week five and nine and 13 specifically potential opportunities to do it each come with their own different strengths and weaknesses drawbacks etc so head to that if you want a bit more detail there but that's just to let you know that those international breaks are there the probably the biggest consideration here is the european involvement because 
we all know about the Champions League, so I'm not exactly telling you something new when I tell you that you know the, the group stages of the Champions League are going to kick in in game week five, which is maybe when we might see a bit more rotation at Man City, for example. Um, and then they've got game week seven, game week nine, game week 11, out of four game weeks in this period of the season where we're going to see European groups, which of course includes Europa League as well. And of course, the teams that are involved in that, uh, Man City, Arsenal, Man United, Newcastle are in the Champions League, Liverpool and Brighton are in the Europa League, and West Ham are as well, having won the Conference League. And then that does bring us on to uh, Aston Villa, because they have a playoff, actually, for their involvement in the Europa Conference League. So they've got to do a two-legged playoff round. And so so Aston Villa are actually going to be quite busy in the midweek at the start of the season. Now, I don't think many of you were looking at Aston Villa's fixtures anyway. So in this phase of the season, we've got Newcastle away game week one, Everton at home game week two, Burnley away game week three, Liverpool away game week four, Palace at home game week five, and then in game week six away to Chelsea. So they're in the bottom six uh, for difficulty or ease of fixture, I should say, on the season ticker uh, in the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So you probably weren't that interested in them anyway, although there had been talk of putting them in a defensive rotation because Everton, Burnley and Palace are nice fixtures. But before they play, or sorry, between their game week two and three match, and between their game week three and four match, they've got this Europa Conference League playoff round, which you'd like to think they're probably going to give that a go because there seems to be a lot of ambitious there, uh, ambitions there at, at Villa to, to really kick on back into European uh, contention. And so it's unlikely they're going to throw that away and they're probably going to give that a lot of their attention, which could impact possible rotation for Aston Villa right at the start of the season. Now, the other European fixture that really impinges on game week uh, one and two, uh, or might not actually, which is my general opinion, but it's uh, Man City's involvement in the UEFA Super Cup. And so that's I mean, won the Champions League, playing the winner of the Europa League. And that's going to be midweek between game week one and two. Could that involve some rotation? Possibly. Pep does love a trophy. That said, uh, game week one's fixture for City is on Friday before the UEFA Super Cup uh, match in the midweek before the next weekend. So actually the turnaround between those three games isn't too bad. It's not too bad. Uh, the other things that could impinge on this part of the season then are just the uh, EFL Cup. But we would not expect this to be too disruptive. Uh, game, uh, we've got uh, round two in game week three, after game week three and four, between game week three and four, round three between game week six and seven, and round four between game weeks 10 and 11. At this stage of the season, it's very rare to see the Premier League teams really field full strength to, uh, sides for those games. So unlikely very to be that disruptive to the Premier League and to be honest, could help you in many ways uh, get an understanding of who from the teams that rotate a lot are going to play more often because you can study those midweek games and can see the clear divide potentially between an A and a B team. So could be more useful rather than a hindrance. But as I said, game weeks 1 to 12, we're not expecting uh, too much in the way of blanks or doubles, uh, provided we don't get just, you know, acts of God, I think they're called when we talk about insurance companies. Uh, they're the things, you know, chaotic, unpredictable things that could come into the system. Probably the only thing that's a possibility here, and that is just a possibility, is there is a couple of free midweeks. And of course, with the Cups as well, there could be free midweeks specifically for Brentford and Man City, who at the moment are going to be blanking in game week 18 because of the Club World Cup. There is the possibility that we could see that fixture moved into this part of the season just based on the fact of just getting it out of the way, avoiding a big pile-up of fixtures later in the campaign. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, it might not happen, but it might. 
So keep an eye on that. But speaking of that, let's move on to the middle third of the season then and run through game weeks 13 to 26 and have a look at what we would expect in the way of blanks and doubles at this time of the year. Now, this is where we really start to get to the mid-season chip uh, period, to be honest, because, yeah, we've got a lot of things that are going to impinge on this. So we've got our first midweek uh, game week of the season in early December. It's game week 15, and uh, that's either side of two more European group round matches. And so starting to really tighten up around that time. So game week 13, it's midweek as European groups, then 14 at the weekend, game week 15 in the midweek, game week 16 at the weekend, European groups in the midweek, and then game week 17, December 16th. And that's before we get into the big old Christmas, the real Christmas crush when you have so many fixtures in a silly space of time. So that's when rotation is going to start coming in, you would anticipate. But really, we could be looking at some potential chip usage around this time because we've got the Club World Cup coming in and so there's a semi-final and a final that's got to be played, and you'd anticipate uh, Man City would be able to reach that final. And even if they don't reach the final, they'll have their third, fourth match as well. And we've also got the EFL Cup quarterfinal in the same midweek as the Club World Cup semi-final between game week 17 and 18. So it's really starting to squeeze in quite tight. And we will only have a few weeks left of the wild card at that point. Now, I'll come on to this in slightly more detail in a minute, but I think that this year, more than ever, there could be a good um, excuse to wild card pretty much as late as possible uh, with this um, part of the season, all these games squeezed together uh, and Man City not being around for some of it could be quite important to, to uh, wild card then instead. But as I said, I'll talk about that in more detail once we've... Uh, zoomed in from what is at the moment a bit of a helicopter view of the campaign so as the year turns we've got the usual break where we get the fa cup third round efl cup semi-final uh, and then we've got the, the the split game week which is back and uh, we say it's a return to normality with the split coming in but we only ever actually had one of those before we had covid so um that was their intention of giving the premier league a winter break that the European leagues do. They usually just take two weeks off over Christmas, but the Premier League didn't like that. Um, obviously, there's lots of games on over Christmas when most of us aren't at work and we can sit down and watch them all, so it makes a lot of sense. We have that, that, that break in January, split it up so that the players are having a rest, but you can still show lots of games. So that's going to be game week 21. And there's going to be AFCON around this time as well, which we've done a video on as well, and I'm going to go into more detail in just a second. EFL Cup semi-finals after game week 21, and then we've got the FA Cup fourth round before midweek game week 22. So it's quite protracted. January is only going to see two game weeks uh, for FPL. So if uh, if you find the first half of the campaign a little bit stressful, then January is the time to take off from loads of decisions because you're not going to have very many to make during that month. Uh, and then uh, European knockouts start to come in in mid-February uh, after a sort of standard a return to standard game week uh, schedule. Game week 23, 24, 25 are all just on standard weekends but at the end of the month we do have the EFL Cup final followed by a midweek uh, FA Cup blast as well so then the running of the season and this is when it starts to get really exciting and, and the thing is this is where the double game weeks are probably going to be now we uh, can't put them on here yet because we just have no idea who the blanks are going to be yet but you'll obviously notice if you're watching this on YouTube uh, there are lots of blank midweeks here there's a few in, uh, European knockouts involved. So we European knockouts in uh, the middle of March, European quarterfinals uh, in the early part of April, European semifinals at the end of April and beginning of May. But if there's only one or two English teams in those, then it means that we're going to have a lot of spare midweeks where you'd anticipate the doubles are going to be. Uh, the FA Cup quarterfinal will obviously impinge on game week 29. The FA Cup semifinal will impinge on game week 34. 
or what we expect it to. We'll go into both of those in more detail uh, in a minute. And then, yeah, game week 38, 19th of May. So there we are. That is the overview of the season. That's the helicopter view. So let's zoom in a little bit on some of those key points and to see if there's anything that we can we can start planning for the start of the season. So blank game week 18. We've talked about it a lot already, but basically it's Man City and Brentford both missing game week 18 because Man City will be going off to compete in the FIFA Club World Cup. And they will play the semi-final in the midweek. They will play the final or their third, fourth round match uh, on the following weekend. Now, what I find really interesting here is looking at the proximity of that semi-final to uh, that round of the EFL Cup. I think it was the fourth or fifth round. Now, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago after after Liverpool won the Champions League and they went into the uh, Club World Cup at the same time as their team getting quite far in the EFL Cup. They ended up with a situation where they had to play their EFL Cup game, not quite on the same day as their Club World Cup uh, commitments, but close enough that they were just literally in a different country when they were supposed to play the EFL Cup game against Aston Villa. And what happened was, in the end, that they just had to field the youth team and then the senior team played their international commitment. Now, could we see that happen? With Man City, it's entirely possible because Man City are very much a, a cup team as well as being a, a driving force in the Premier League and Pep loves a trophy and all that. So we could end up with a situation where they've qualified for that match. What would happen in that situation? It's hard to tell. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up is that at the moment, Manchester Evening News are talking about the possibility that even the game week 17 match, which involves them playing Crystal Palace, Man City, that could be under threat at the moment and we don't know the dates of a lot of these things and of course we don't know what's going to happen in the EFL Cup as well but if they are going to have to play the EFL Cup game at the same time as they're supposed to be playing the World Club World Cup it's worth saying that Liverpool have already sort of set the precedent there I know it was outraged a lot of people but Pep could potentially field two different teams in those different games Man City have a fairly decent academy from what I can can see when the players get promoted out of it like Rico Lewis for example or just from what I hear from just the youth players that are currently still in it could he play two games at once? And if that happens, does that increase the onus that they need to cancel the Crystal Palace game because um, there's just so many players involved in two games on the same day? Does he need to... Um, poten- will the club potentially ask to have that postponed as well to help them prepare for that? It's a possibility. So with that in mind, we could end up, firstly, with a massive pile-up of fixtures. If Man City have to play their uh, EFL Cup game at a different time, it might go into a different slot to what we saw on that other uh, helicopter view of the season uh, if the outrage about Liverpool pacing, uh, fielding a youth team is enough for the Man City not to be allowed to do that again. That would obviously pack up another midweek that could house a Man City fixture at some point later on. And so we could end up just with a massive backlog of Man City fixtures. Maybe towards the end of the season, we might end up with a big old run of games where Man City have doubles like three weeks in a row or something. Or maybe even a triple game week. You know, without wanting to be too sensationalist about it, it could happen. Now, the solution to that could be what I said earlier, is there is a number of free midweeks in the early part of the campaign. And, you know, Man City's involvement in the cup competitions, a lot more predictable, doesn't clash with other things. Um, that could that could maybe house Brentford and Man City, perhaps happening earlier rather than later in game week 18. Maybe even the same with the Crystal Palace game as well. But then if that were to happen, of course, that would then put Man City on some double game weeks in the first half of the season. Either way, it looks like we're going to get a lot of double game weeks for Man City this year, which, of course, is very exciting if you can pick it right. 
and we'll obviously have more detail on that as and when they land. Now, the flip side, when you get those lots of double game weeks is, of course, lots of blank game weeks. And that's why I just want to talk about uh, a bit of chip strategy here as well, as promised. So, in a world where Man City missed 17 and 18, but we know they're almost certainly missing 18, you are going to be wanting to not have your City players for either one or two game weeks. Now, that's quite a long time to potentially bench a Haaland uh, or a De Bruyne if he's fit again, because we're hearing that he could miss the start of the season. You know, those expensive players. Then, how are you going to bring them back? Now, do you really want to spend your second half of the season early wild card on fixing the problems that come from selling your Man City players and then almost immediately wanting them back, back again now, I'm not saying that's the only solution or even necessarily that it's the wrong choice but a lot of the time you want to be playing that wild card the second one closer to game week 30 ahead of that final run in so there could be this season more than ever before strong reasoning to actually play the first wild card super late wait until game week 19 after Man City have um had their blanks to get them back in again so you can sell them without having to think about um, a Haaland back in plan maximize those weeks when they're not around captain someone else and then get them back in at the nearest opportunity and the handy thing about that we'll just move on to the second thing to consider for this season in terms of blanks and doubles it's less of a blank and a double and more of a Diet Coke blank because we've got AFCON very soon after and because we've got the split as well and not many Premier League fixtures in January it means that um, you might want to go two or three matches two or three game weeks without Salah knowing that he's probably going to stay with, e- in, with Egypt in Ivory Coast for a fair few weeks and then that could be where you use your wild card in game week 19 get rid of Salah bring back your City players maybe justify a Haaland and a De Bruyne because you haven't got Salah because he's off at AFCON uh, for this part of the season so that, that's kind of how I'm looking at it uh, at the moment. Then um, Blank Game Week 26, that one's next. So this is the one that clashes with the EFL Cup final. So we could see up to four teams blanking here for the EFL Cup, just based on two teams obviously making the final, both being from the Premier League, and then both of their respective opposition would also miss this game, uh, this, this game week as well. Might be less than that. Weirdly enough, I think we had a couple of years ago, Man City faced Arsenal in the EFL Cup final in pretty much the exact same week that they placed each other in the Premier League. So only those two teams missed out. But in all likelihood, we're going to see, balance of probability is four teams are going to miss this game week. How you handle that is going to be very interesting because, and this is perhaps why, um, you know, not uh, going for a wild card around that Man City um, snag you've got to handle with game week seven, potentially game week 17 and 18 in the early part of the season. Handling that with a post that period wildcard game week 19 is maybe even more important. There will be people who attempted to free hit some of those weeks, but we've got the EFL Cup final clashing with game week 26 very soon after. You know, there's lots of opportunities for the free hit this year, so it's very uh, potentially very easy to get it wrong, very difficult to get it right. So do consider this as well. Game week 27 could be a good wildcard time. You could dead end into this wildcard after is another possibility. Now, the FA Cup also provides some opportunities with that as well. And so we've got blank game week 29 and a possible blank slash double game week 34 uh, on the horizon based on the FA Cup. So blank game week 29 is pretty much always the biggest of the blank game weeks um, because it's FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. If all eight of the FA Cup quarterfinalists are Premier League teams, which they aren't always, but if that happens, then you could have up to eight matches rescheduled uh, because just on. 
how many Premier League teams have made the quarterfinal. It's, it's always nice when some Championship League One and League Two teams make the quarterfinals. Firstly, just because of the magic of the cup. But secondly, it also just means we actually have some matches in game week 29. Now, this is almost certainly always the best time for that free hit uh, for most people's opinion. I don't like using it here personally because the way I like to actually use it, if I can, is when the FA Cup semi-finals get involved. Now, they are going to be around the time of blank slash double game week 34, depending on how it plays out. The reason I describe it that way is because the um, midweek after this weekend currently is empty. It doesn't have anything scheduled to go in, which means we could see some matches moved into it. And so then it might potentially main, remain just a normal game week because everybody who missed a Saturday just plays on Tuesday, Wednesday uh, or Thursday, perhaps, whilst the guys who didn't play in the quarterfinal play on Saturday, and that's how the game week uh, ends up uh, going. Alternatively, it doesn't work like that, and we have some teams not playing this game week at all, and some teams playing it twice, because the midweek ends up getting used for rearrangements from other game weeks as well. And so that starts to make me think, hmm, this could be a really tasty time to free here. Now here's why I prefer to do it in the, in the game week where there's actually fewer FA Cup postponements than the big one. Now I've already talked about you know, dead-ending teams, wild-carding the week after you've dead-ended a team. The FA Cup quarterfinal, pretty much every year, I will dead-end my team into that. You know, build my team in the weeks building up to it so that I have maybe seven to nine players before I have to take any transfers or take any hits. So that, that means that um, I can then wild-card afterwards and I never have to factor in that short-handed game week into my wild card and I don't have to waste my free hit on a game week where everybody is probably going to have the same players with fewer matches probably with the less good teams because they're the ones that didn't make progress in the cup it means that you've probably got maybe four or five teams at best who are teams you want to invest in because you could have just the chaff at the bottom of the league and then of those four and five teams there's maybe only two players at each club who actually want to own and so it's very likely that your team whether you free hit or whether you don't free hit is going to be very similar to everybody else's. And that's not going to help you maximize your green arrows. It can certainly help you stay afloat. But if you can build towards staying afloat without having to spend transfers, uh, without having to spend sorry, a free hit or a wild card, great. So then wild card afterwards and go into this free hit in the semi-final one. You've got fewer postponements, yes. But you've got more teams to choose from. And you've got m potentially more players to choose from at those teams because there's still some actually decent teams that didn't make the semi-final because it's only the best four that are not involved. And so then you've got more of a pool of players to find differentials from that other people don't have. And the majority of people have already used their free hit. And so the free hit in this game week can have a huge, huge difference, make a big difference to your green arrow potential. Whereas in game week 29, it probably won't. And so that's what I'm looking at at the moment. But as I've said, we don't even know if this will be a blank or a double. It could just be a standard game week. What I would hope, to be honest, is it's a blank and a double because then that's even more justification for that free hit. And as I said, there's those other junctures in the season. Game week 17, 18, possibly going to be a problem for Man City players. Game weeks 21 to 24, potentially a problem for Salah. Game week 26 and 29, it'll have some cups, uh, clashes. And so can you navigate all of those without using the free hit to then use it here? That's that's what I'm looking at. That's going to be the way uh, for me, I think, to, to look at my season. And of course, free hitting in 34 means you don't have to factor in this potentially strange game week into your wildcard either. 
So that's probably what I'm looking at. And so then finally then, let's have one final look at what will probably be the biggest double game week of the season. As things currently stand, it does look as if there is a bit of a free space on the calendar uh, in the midweek between game week 37 and 38. And so with that there, then this could potentially be you know the final hold all for anything they just couldn't find room for. Could be a ton of Man City matches as uh, already uh, alluded to. And I mean, it's it's not exactly news. We've all been been doing this a while. We know that double game week thirty seven is usually one of the very biggest of the season. It isn't always, but based around where the free midweeks are, this looks like it could be the one that could be the big big one. And so, holding on to your bench boost or your triple captain for this one could be worth doing. Uh, as you can see on the screen, a very expensive looking bench there at Man City with Edison, Grealish, and Haaland. There, could they be on your bench boost for double game week thirty seven? Only time will tell. Well, hopefully this was helpful for you guys. There's a lot of long-term planning here, but a lot of it can dictate the things that you do right near the start of the season. You know, if if we're going to have a look at that schedule and those concerns around the Man City players towards the end of the first wildcard period to the point that a late wildcard makes a lot of sense, does that change how you build your team for game week one? Does that change how you handle your transfers in the first eight game weeks of the season in a time when loads of people are going to be playing their wildcards? Can, if that's the strategy you're going to go for, can you hold off? Can you hold off that pressure, that positive peer pressure to use your wildcard? Lots of big decisions to be made. So it's worth being aware of the grand scheme of the whole season uh, when we're thinking of these things. Um, one thing we have to point you towards, of course, is the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, the new season is not long away. Um, just... Um, probably about six, seven weeks until the start of the campaign. And of course, the game launch will be before that as well. So so that you've got everything in place, ready to pick the best team for game week one to make sure that you find the best players before your friends do and you beat them in all the mini leagues you're in. Sign up to the members area. You're going to have all sorts of benefits that will definitely, definitely help you improve your FPL rank. And yeah, it's going to help you win at FPL and win your mini leagues. So make sure you head to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk have a look at members benefits in the top menu bar and pick the package that is right for you there's plenty of other content uh, on the channel this summer i've already alluded to plenty of fixture analysis that you can do uh, before the game launches and also all of the new faces that have arrived in the premier league new managers new players what impact are they going to have on fpl have a look at the scout reports we've got up on the youtube channel uh, and the podcast platform as well um, i would be remiss in my duty uh, not to tell you to uh, like this video and subscribe to the fantasy football scout youtube channel uh, so that we know to make more content uh, that you like and hit that bell notification as well especially in the summer when there's no deadlines you will need that bell notification to know exactly when there's more content to check out but with that i will leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your summer and i will see you next time